The following audio is from Lifehouse Church. We hope you are blessed by this message and encourage you to connect with us on social media or at lifehousechurch.org. Are we still good with daylight savings time or are we voting it out? <laughs> but listen, at least if you're here on a Sunday morning, at least for you guys, at least it doesn't affect your work week. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you fall asleep in here on me, I totally understand. How dare you? Listen, you work hard, though. I know you do. You put in 40, 50 hours a week. You first, second, and third shift. You deal with everything from disgruntled customers to coworkers. You work very hard. I know you do. You deserve a pat on the back. And one of the ways that you can express your self-value for the hard work that you do is to know that when you purchase something, you know that it's worth it. Okay, if you're saving up every penny right now and you're going to take the kids to see that mouse in Florida, he better be worth it. You know what I'm talking about? And so imagine you're in a new place, maybe a new apartment, a new home. It's time to decorate. And so it's time to bring home some art. How many of you are going to spend your hard-earned blood, sweat, and tears cash on, um, I don't know, let's say like an invisible painting? Any takers? No? So I'm not being hypothetical. Not too long ago, an actual invisible painting was sold from a professional artist to a real buyer. Here's the crowning piece about this fact is that it sold for... um, I'm just trying to stare at y'all's face like, what's he going to say? Oh, my God. $1.2 million. And if you don't believe me, your campus pastor loves you. I'm just telling you guys right now. I pulled some strings, and I was able to get us here on stage. Now, it's just a copy. I was able to get us a copy of such painting, Lifehouse, prepared to be rendered speechless, voir a Allah. I was expecting a little more than that, but okay. I want us to Just take it in for a moment. I mean, the technique, the the expression. I have no words. Or painting, apparently. (laughs) Um, Look, maybe it's just me. I have a lot of respect for art. So maybe there's just like a level of like intelligence about it that I just can't see. Um, But, and I'm not trying to diss the artist or the buyer. As a matter of fact, if you can make a living off of selling invisible products, I'm not only hating on you, I want in. I'm like, what about invisible real estate? Open floor plans. Plenty of natural light. (laughs) My income's about to go through the roof because there is none. 
Or is there? <laughs> 1.2 million, you guys, for an invisible painting. It's real. Um, and all I really wanted to do was kind of gather like this. I wanted to make sure I wasn't the only crazy one, that I wasn't some uncultured swine and like invisible art is actually like of value. Um, I just really felt like I was not going to be alone in assuming that like, listen, there's no way. If I came home with an invisible painting, every member of my family would break it over my head. And since it's invisible, they could do that. You take your turn, the dog takes their turn. You know what I mean? Like, they would just look at me like I'm crazy. And I wanted to build that shared absurdity because I want us to kind of go into, imagine how maybe God feels. Imagine how God must feel, who God, who also was a very hard worker. He don't have to work as hard as us, but if the scripture tells us that he rested on the seventh day, that means that the other six, he put in some work. So imagine how he must feel if he put in the work to create the canvas that we know as life itself, and we would rather buy the invisible painting of a lie if there's nothing on the other side of this thing. Imagine how he must feel. Because what Paul says in Romans, this is our, our Easter series is based in the book of Romans, and we're going to be in chapter 1. And the way he describes it from humanity is this, he says, they exchanged, this is verse 25, they exchanged the truth about God for a lie. They exchanged the, the canvas that actually exists, that we know is life, that should connect back to God for the invisible painting that there is nothing connected to all of this. And when Paul's writing this, He's talking, he wrote a letter to the believers in Rome. So it's almost like me right now. I, I wrote some notes. I'm going to read from them to a group of believers. I know that most of you here joining us online, you're believers. I get that. But he was talking to them that, you know what, there's a lot of people who just don't believe this. They don't. And I'm telling us today, we believe it, but there's a lot of people who just don't believe this. And I want to say this. If by chance that is you online or here at our campus, if, if you're here and you either don't know what to believe, intentionally don't believe in a God, I, I just want you to know you, it's cool that you're here, 100%. Because for real, for real, you think about who knew in 2023 church was the place to be. There's actually reasons to come to a place like this if you don't believe in God. Free coffee. You go anywhere else to get coffee and it's got the word bucks in the name, are you going to pay bucks? 1.2 mil. <laughs> I mean, that's what it's going to feel like. Ours, were, ours may not be the greatest, but it'll at least keep you awake during my sermon. Make me feel special. Free concert. I mean, we are talented musicians. We, we literally do. Like, we have, we have talented musicians. You can, you can get a great light show. And so I grew my hair out just so I can be like, like during worship. I mean, it's a great concert. Oh, and let's not forget free child care. <laughs> Drop them off at the 930. 
Come back and get him after the 11. Where were you? I don't know. I got lost in the bathroom. I, <laughs> Church is a great place to be even if you don't even care about God. Am I lying? No, no. Okay, so what I'm saying is, if that is you, I'm simply saying, welcome home. You are so welcome in this community of people. But I got to keep it 100 with you. We're cool with you being here as long as you're cool with us because we do believe. We do. And honestly, the reason, we would tell you the reason why we exist as a church is so that anyone can know God, not just believe, know God. Find family with his people and be a part of making a difference. So if you're cool, we're cool, as long as you know, we believe. Because for us, it's almost like we, it's hard for us not to believe. It's really hard for us not to believe. We, we honestly feel like we don't even have an excuse. That's what Paul is kind of leaning in when he says, look at the canvas of life. Look around. This is what he says. In verse 19, he says, since what may be known about God is plain to them, because God has made it plain to them. It's plain, it's plain to see, unlike somebody I know. Like, it's plain to see. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, there's a good invisible, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and his divine nature have been clearly seen. Clearly seen. Being understood from what has been made so that people are without excuse. He's saying that we have all the proof that we need. If you just take a deep breath in, there's one proof. Breathe out and look around. He's saying there's the proof. And so for us, we, we find it hard not to believe. We believe that there isn't one atom or planet, not one animal or plant, not one particle or person that was not made by God. Let me just pause for a moment. Right now where you're sitting, effortlessly, there are 12 systems keeping you alive. If you had our coffee, your digestive system is one of them right now, but I got to go. I'll be right back. Like, you got 12 systems, your, your muscle system, your skeletal system, your nervous system, your respiratory You have 12, 12 of them. We could probably take one system at a time in our life and pick it apart and be like, oh, I don't know, the, 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 the motor vehicle system, like, oh, the justice system. But we could just pick every system apart and be like, this one's wrong, this one's wrong. And you have 12 of them right now keeping you alive. Those 12 are using 78 organs. 78. And those 78 organs are made up of 100 trillion cells. Cells on their own, or I, I, science is not what I aced in. I thought that I was going to the NBA, so like, uh, like I, but I did my homework. And basically what I saw from not being a genius or from being a science expert, I can read those facts and see the proof that you, you're a work of art. You are absolute, just go ahead and put yourself in the frame. Hit the angles. You absolutely are a work of art. And if you're a work of art, there is an artist. You are wonderfully made by the artist. Amen. That's your amen. 
That's God affirming you today. You're wonderfully made by the artist. If you take a look out in the lobby, so online, you guys keep a watch on our social media. You're going to get to see all this. We want to make sure you get to take it in experience too. But you guys at the campus, you saw we have a beautiful art gallery out there right now. And, and all the art, we put the name of the artist there. We put the name of the artist there. We want you to know who did this. And not only that, these are all local artists, and some of them are Lifehouse people. So I want to make some noise for all of our artists right now. It looks so great out there. That's how you kick off a series. We love it. What we just did was give credit and praise. That's what we just did. We gave credit and praise to the artists. We acknowledged that they did it, and man, are we wowed by it. We appreciate what they did, that we expressed it with a noise and with a sound and with an agreement. If there were an artist that made us and everything that we know and live in, I mean, imagine the amount of credit and praise they would deserve. An artist of that magnitude would not only deserve praise, but worship. All of us, even if you're someone who does not believe in God or don't know what to believe, all of us were designed and have the capability and compulsion to worship. Yes, we do. We all have it within us to give worship. We have a drive and a need to give adoration, admiration. We have a, a desperate need to have our belief and our connection to something, someone, or somewhere. We do. But if it's not going to the artist, if it's not going to God, let me ask you, then where is it going? Where is your worship going? Because the destination of our worship will be the design of your life. Where your worship is going will reveal everything about you. Paul saw something in people when he wrote this letter. He saw what would happen when our worship doesn't go to the artist, when it doesn't go to the creator. Look at what he says in 21. Do something for me. For although they knew God, they neither glorified him, there's worship, nor gave, God, nor gave thanks to him, Credit, adoration, admiration. Watch the shift. Watch this. You're about to see a change. But their thinking became, there's a change word, their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools. They, these people who knew God gave their worship away and completely changed. It changed them. He's saying here that there was a visible evidence when they gave their praise to an invisible painting. They saw something there, and there's not. But they put their praise and credit there, and then it showed in them. Just like I said, if I would come home with this, I would look foolish to my family. 
And that's what he said, one of the symptoms here, foolishness, darkness. These are evidence that their worship was going somewhere. Where's your worship going? Lifehouse. It's always a good question to ask, even if you're sure. Where is your worship going? If we don't worship God and the person that he is, then everything that he is will not show up in our life. Think about it. If we don't worship the God who is love, then we have no reason not to hate anybody we feel like. If we don't worship the God who gives, we can embezzle, we can cheat, we can steal. We have no reason not to. If we don't worship the God who forgives, not only can we hold grudges, we can fill up a whole Easter basket full of them things and just hold on. I'm never forgiving that or that. Or that's the big golden one. No, 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 never. I can't stand that person because of this. So where is your worship going? Because its destination will, it'll be the design of your life. Because when you look at a piece of art, it should almost immediately prompt you to say, who did this? That should be the almost immediate next question. And not like a doubtful one, a hopeful one. Like, I, I know somebody made that. And I want to know who it is. The art should lead to the artist. But instead, what mankind has done, we see art and we worship the art. Look, I'll let Paul explain it. Verse 25, again, they exchanged the truth of God for a lie. They could have had an actual canvas, but instead they wanted an invisible painting. And they invested everything that they have into it, 1.2 mil into it. They exchanged the truth of God for a lie, and they worshiped and served created things rather than the creator, who, by the way, is forever praised. Amen. The perception here is that life wasn't created by God. Life is God. My life is God. And when I think about that, I have to ask, if that's true, if, if our very own life is our God, who we are, is God, period. If that is the case, then why would there still be so many people that are just trying to find themselves? All of us at one point in time or another, maybe even now, there's no age restriction to this pain, are all trying to just find who we are. What is my existence on this planet? Where do I fit in and how do I belong? What is my value, me? What do I bring? Why am I here breathing this air? We all know the pain of just trying to find ourselves. And some of us, or some of you, 
Maybe finding ourselves through God is not the thing we want to do. It seems unappealing and like a turnoff because for some reason, God just seems like um, restrictive and um, close-minded. And that don't fly very well in the two, three, you guys. But let me counter that with something. Just a thought of God being closed I can never really find myself in him because that's too, just religion and him is just too restrictive. Y'all know it's about to be bug season, right? Off. I love all of God's creation, God. I'm a total fan. I have one little. I just personally don't understand the value of a gnat in my eye. (laughs) They have no other place to be at this time than in your very eyelid. And I just, I just don't understand that. But, but do you know how many species of bugs there are? Mm, I'm spraying off right now. There are 925,000 species of insects. Guys, anyone who has the power an imagination to spend 925 good ideas on just bugs alone has to be the furthest thing from closed-minded, inexpressive, monocultural, there's no way. That's not my God. And if we still perceive God to be like that, then just like an invisible painting, Clearly, there is something we do not see. We do not see the juxtaposition that we have the perception that it is us here and the canvas there. And so we are allowed to look at it and say, wow, empty canvas in front of me. I can make this what I want it to be. So I think I'll just make a self-portrait. You already know it's going to be gorgeous. But for some reason, when the brush began to move, my self-concept, I began to lose. Feeling hurt, feeling so confused. I cried out, isn't this what I'm supposed to do? I thought if I could just get a tighter grip, I wouldn't have to see me slip. But through your grace, I could see my wrong. It was never my hand with the brush all along. No, I am only a canvas. And you are the artist. I'm, I'm just the canvas. I don't, I don't get to hold the brush. You do. And when we're searching for who we are and trying to find ourselves, a life searching for yourself will be overwhelmed by the shame 
of the realization of everything that you're not. Let me say that again in another way. When you are trying to find yourself, you're going to run up against an overwhelming sense of shame that you can only realize everything that you're not. That's all that will be magnified. I'm not them. I'm not her. I can't do that. I don't belong here. That would be the only sense overwhelming you. And that's exactly why when Paul starts this scripture, he starts off with the exact opposite. In Romans 1.16, he says, oh, hold up. I am not ashamed. Those are the words of somebody who knows who they are and knows where they belong. And he tells you why. I'm not ashamed. And he had every reason to be ashamed because if you know his history... Paul was the Terminator. That was his history. And he today is able to say, I ain't ashamed. I know who I am. Why? The power of God. The power of God that brings salvation. There it is. I'm giving my worship to God. It determined my life, the design of my life. He became the destination of my worship. It became the design of my life. Okay, so if, if hold that verse, you guys. So if, if, God is the artist and I am the canvas, then the gospel is the brush. The gospel. I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes the gospel. Do I have any, be proud, let me see it, raise a hand. Do I have, I don't care what level, what, what medium you're in, do I have any artists in the building? Put your hand up. I'm an artist. Put your hand up. Where are my artists? Up top, way in the back. I see you over here. Let me see. We're artists. Got artists. Artists, you guys know that there is a right that you have. It's a right that's not often understood by other people. Maybe they don't do art. They don't get it. But there's a right that you have. You're allowed to start working on a piece, even complete it, and step back and look at it and go, no, no, this is what was in here. It had it here. Something went wrong. Something dripped. Something, something, something went. And, and as the artist, you're allowed to do this. Now, it looks harsh, but as an artist, you have every right. You're creating that. You have every right. When God finished the canvas of all of life and the crowning piece being you and me, he'd step back, he took a look at it, and something happened. There was a smudge. <laughs> he, what he did was perfect, and there was a smudge. And that smudge happened when man tried to reach back up, take the brush out of God's hand, and design our own life. And it's smeared. That smear is sin. It's our inevitable human nature to try to take the brush out of God's hand and tell him we can do a better job about this than he can. So imagine how he felt. Imagine that he at any moment could have just said, whoa, whoa. But he didn't. If, if, if God finished the work of our life and it was 
a beautiful chalk art or acrylic. You guys who work in art, you know the most expensive medium is oil. So when God looked and saw that there was a smudge on the canvas, instead of throwing it out, he reached up to the top shelf and took down oil paint that was his own son, Jesus. And not only did he dab the brush, he dumped it on us. Jesus giving his life in an ugly cross where his blood dripped like paint. It wasn't red paint, it was his very life flow. And it covered over the smudge of the audacity that we had to take the brush from God. And in that, not only did we get to be forgiven, but God upgraded the painting. He added more value into the mistake and made an even better picture. And for any of us that would believe that Jesus gave his life to forgive us of sin, God brought him back from the dead so that the first picture is only an afterthought and the new picture is eternal life with God. That belief right there is your first step in worshiping God. And, and I always ask, we always ask, every message, is that something that you believe today? That maybe you've never believed before? That Jesus would give his life for you to cover over the smudge we created? And if you want that, all you're doing today is saying, I'm going to, I'm going to walk away from this empty painting that there is no God. And I'm going to know God by believing that Jesus did that for me. Just let that sit there just for a moment. Is that your decision today online, here in this room? Is that your decision? Because believing in Jesus is the first step in worshiping God. I bet if we could ask an empty canvas like a Pixar version, one that could actually talk back to us and we could interview it. Its deepest need would probably sound just like ours. I don't want to be empty, blank, shapeless, purposeless. I just want to be the best expression of myself that I can be. It would sound just like us. There isn't one person here. If you're at church, you have at least an ounce of care to be the best of a human existence that you can possibly be. You do, even just a little bit. And I hope today that what you walk away with is knowing that you are the best expression of yourself when you worship God. You are, you are your very best when you worship the very best. This week, while we were hanging up all of the art out there, there was like a, it was a reoccurring theme that would happen. We would go up to one of the paintings and maybe, I, I hope you did it too, but we would go up to one of the paintings and you just take it in, you look at it, you're amazed by it. If you, if you do art, you really kind of study it, you're like, man, how, that is so real. Or looking at an abstract one and you're kind of like, man, this is, this is just so genius. Just so many compliments you can give all the artwork that's out there. 
And for us, as we were design, you know, laying it out and taking a look at all of it, there was something that kept happening. We would look at the art. There would be this first, wow, look at that. And right away would be the second one. Who did that? Left and right. It's almost like it was one question divided in two parts that if we, if we wouldn't have asked the second one, we would have woke up in the middle of the night in our sleep, like, oh my God, I forgot to ask that question. It's, like, it's that attached to it. That is so amazing. Who did that? And then here's what was special. Because we reached out to our LifeHouse community first to, to give us art. We would look at a painting. We'd say, man, that's amazing. Who did that? When you got the news back, that it was somebody that you knew, starts all over again. What? They did that? Now all of a sudden it's like it makes sense. The, the art, the painting was only getting half of its justice, half of its praise until it knew who it belonged to. And the moment it was recognized who it belonged to, now it was gorgeous. Ashalish. So let me put this into a very simple, practical explanation. What does it look like for you to worship God? And I'm only, I'm only going to close this out with the basics, with the fundamentals. All right? W. I know you're not done, Shalish. I'm, I'm moving on. We work. We worship God. We put in work. It takes work to do all of this, to do missions trips, to do outreaches, and there is some work that God will place in front of you that if you're willing to say yes, you will begin to worship him in a very unique way. Oh, this one's tough. If we worship God, we obey him. Jesus said, if you love me, you keep my commandments. This one is the toughest because this is the fight with the brush. This is the fight with the brush. This is the one that says, I'd rather do this. And he's instructed us to do this or not to do this. We obey. Or we read. We read God's love letter. It's why every message you will get scripture given to you to prompt you to read it on your own. Jesus said you can't live by Panera alone. You need the words of God. You need it. Your soul needs it. Your mind needs it. Letter S Spencer, just playing. Letter S. We're about to do it. Shalisha's going to lead us in it. We're going to sing. Isn't it just like the artist to give us an art form as a way that he would love to receive from us? A joyful noise. H, we honor. That means we don't just give. We honor. When we give something to God, whether it's our time, our talent, or out of our pocket, your hard-earned income. God loves a joyful giver. We don't just say, here, it's an obligation. We say, I, thank you, God, for all you've done. We honor him. I, we invite. This gospel is not to be kept. I'm not ashamed of it. You're not ashamed of it. So invite somebody into it. It's a conversation. Maybe it is an invite. You guys are geniuses. Come on. What's P? Pray. Talk to God, y'all. He's there. 
as a matter of fact, right now, I want to invite our prayer team. They're going to come up on either side of the stage. Shalisha is going to lead us in letter S as we close this out. Our prayer team is coming forward in just a moment when they get here. They, and they hang around you guys even after the service. Before we go into a worship expression of music, let me circle back. Your first step in worshiping God is believing in Jesus. Believing that the artist would upgrade our mistake with his most expensive. <laughs> and when we ask this every week, we want to make sure that we know if people make the decision. That's why you're going to see something on your screen. It's going to pop up here in a moment. It's a little code. You can use your phone to scan that. Maybe you don't want to do that. That's okay. What we're asking today is if you make the decision to believe in Jesus, will you just tell somebody somehow? You can talk to our Next Steps team. You can tell the prayer team. If you happen to run into me in the hallway and you made that decision, please tell me. Online, you can let our prayer team know online. We have an online prayer team as well. You can tell them in the comments, I'm saying yes to Jesus, but if you're saying yes today, in this moment, believing in the creator and the redeemer, just let us know, okay? Please. So to finish, yes, we're going to do one of our favorite expressions of worship. We're going to sing. And as we sing, remember, you are your best version. You are the best expression of yourself that you could possibly ever be when you worship God. Let me invite you to stand. We're worshiping the artist. You are wonderfully made by the artist. Thank you for listening to audio from Lifehouse Church. We believe that through Christ, life change happens here. So we invite you to connect with us further by visiting lifehousechurch.org.